Well, hi, Lisa. Hi, Sarah. Fancy meeting you here. I know. We hardly ever get a chance to see each other, so this is actually very refreshing. I know. And before we actually get started, do you want to comment on the situation of how we are looking at each other right now? I know you find this kind of creepy. Well, um, we have, what, maybe two and a half feet between our eyeballs? Yes. And that is um, directly across from me. And I have to look at you, and it's very uncomfortable. (laughs) It's true. Not that you're not attractive. Right. But I am second-guessing that I don't have gum in my mouth. (laughs) That's how close we are. We are truly in a tiny confessional. Which makes it perfect, since that is the title of this podcast. So who are we? So I am Sarah, and you are? Lisa. And we actually changed the podcast to True Confessions with Sarah and Lisa. Originally, we were going to go with True Confessions with Tool and Kit, but we figured that's just kind of a nickname we've like given ourselves. It doesn't really have a lot of meaning, but where did that even come from? It really came from you're just a big tool. <laughs> that was not true. <laughs> and I'm like a cool 80s car <laughs> right. from Knight Rider. Yes. No, that isn't real. The nicknames came from the name of our um, company, SLP Toolkit. And for some reason, we just kind of like adopted that. But other people adopted it too. I yeah. feel like they call us tooling kit. They do. So we just ran with it. And I took tool because I have, you know, plenty of confidence (laughs) that I don't take it too personally. But we are going to go with Sarah and Lisa. And so, um, like I just mentioned, we are the co-creators of a web-based application for speech-language pathologists called SLP Toolkit. Um, But before that, we were school-based speech-language pathologists. Yeah. So I've been an SLP for over 20 years in a couple of different settings. But when I finally landed in the schools, it just... it. Grabbed me by the heartstrings, and I didn't look back. But you didn't think you were going to end up in a school. Never. And that's what's so funny is even in graduate school, I remember thinking to myself, uh, do I even need to take a school-based class because it wasn't required then? So I was like, like, "Eh." I'll never work in this school. I will never. I'm going to work in a medical setting. And then I ended up, my first job was in home health with pediatrics. So... I just kind of went with what what the job availability was. The market is a lot different now than it was 20 years ago. So maybe not for CFs, though. I remember back then I was turned down for a CF position because I had no experience. And I think that's actually still kind of common, that to work in a hospital, they want people with their Cs. But um, I wanted to move to Tennessee. So that was the job that was available. And then I eventually worked myself into preschools and then the school setting. And that's where I've been. And you never looked back. Yeah. And then what I thought was so funny when I reflected back is I ended up getting a job as a lead SLP in the largest school district in Arizona. That's how we met. Which is really random, though. As somebody who never wanted to work in the schools and didn't see themselves there. Right. I think I might be like the unicorn of speech-language pathologists because I always knew I was going into the schools. And I do. I think that's kind of rare. I think the majority of people in grad school think they want to be a medical SLP and that you just end up in the schools maybe because you couldn't get a different job. And I know that's not really true. There are plenty of SLPs that that was their goal all along. Um, but I do think um, many SLPs don't necessarily think that that's going to be their focus but it might have been because I start before after undergrad I was actually I took some time off I had kids in undergrad which was that's really awesome so stupid as if it's not hard enough right let's do a whole podcast on that um but so I took some time off and I was a speech language assistant it was like the first I think I might have been one of the first in 
Mesa Public Schools. I well, mean, they didn't have them. It started in Mesa in 2004. And I think the documentation yeah. for from even ASHA was around 2000. Yeah. So, yes, that's a very... I remember hearing about it for the first time, and I was thrilled. Because what else do you do with a bachelor's degree in speech and hearing science? So I did get to be an SLPA. I did that for a couple years. Then I did go into grad school, and they had this amazing program where I could work as what they call a speech language t- technician. So it just gave me a little bit more um, responsibility than a speech assistant. And I went to grad school, um, and I thought it was amazing. Cause so wait, you were in Mesa Public Schools in 2004? Yeah. That's the year that I started. You technically could have been my SLPA because I did get one that year. That's amazing. Yeah. How random would that have been? Yeah. I don't. I wonder where we would have ended up if we had met each other then. Because you probably would have thought I was a moron. I mean, like, what did I know? And that's different. (laughs) (laughs) I thought I had you fooled. No. (laughs) No, everything has worked out exactly as it should have. Yeah. So, you know, and I said we were school-based SLPs. That's not actually entirely true. We still work in the schools. So we started SLP Toolkit about three years ago, worked full-time in the schools for the first two years. That was really fun, working full-time and doing a business. Again, that's like a whole other conversation. And then this year, we did go part-time. And so I do, I think, I love that we still um, have our finger on the pulse and we know what's happening and that we built a company based on our needs. Right, because we've been there. And that's the thing I think is really cool about what we have developed with our business is that it is completely based on what we needed. Right. We had problems, and I think in general, we tend to focus on solutions in general, and that was how SLP Toolkit was born. Right. I know we always joke that we made it for me because I needed it so desperately, and I'm just sharing it with everyone else. And we're going to talk about all the reasons I needed it and all the mistakes I've made at some point. Uh, One thing you'll know about us is we are the first to throw ourselves under the bus. And that's okay. So let's talk a little bit about why we are even doing this podcast. Okay. Because we might be new in general to our listeners. They are maybe just be are just now learning about us. But why the heck are we doing a podcast, Sarah? Because we're <laughs> crazy. I don't know. No, I think, you know, it all kind of started with social media in general. We knew it was going to be really valuable to us um, because we had no money for marketing, no marketing budget. So we knew that we were going to have to do some grassroots types things. And, and what better way than to put ourselves in social media and start getting ourselves out there um, so that people would hear about our product. And I think I look back at that first year on Instagram and we were like so businessy. And, like, never showed ourselves and were just really focused on our product. Well, guess how popular that was? (laughs) Nobody cares, right? I liked it. Yeah, right? (laughs) And I think, I don't know what kind of turned the tides a little bit, but we started to show ourselves and started to kind of, you know, still kept it kind of controlled, but would, like, leak out these, like, kind of silly or or kind of ridiculous behind-the-scenes things. And it just kind of evolved, and that's what people responded to. But that really is 99.9% of us. So right. that's what I, I'm actually, sometimes the things that we do, I shake my head when I look at it <laughs> after the fact I'm in so a moment. It they seems like a great idea. Because that's only 24 hours and then it's gone. <laughs> that's what I try to tell you. Right. Is that, you know, that they will be erased at some point unless somebody screen records them right. because I have seen that in some groups for like Bravo Housewives. Right. Yeah, you got to be prepared <laughs> for those things, but let's hope no one's doing that to us. Because no, we had definitely done some ridiculous things, but you know, no regrets, right? So I think that was the idea behind this podcast is as we've evolved um, and gotten to be out and about with um, meeting all these amazing SLPs and, and being, being able to present, I think we've realized that um, – 
there may have been something missing in our field, which was just rawness, realness, honesty. Again, like being able to own up to your mistakes. We're kind of perfectionists, though. I think as a field, it's very difficult to admit any kind of flaw. And that might be because we are sort of isolated in the settings that we work in. So we think it's always just us. So we're here to let you know that it's not just you. Everybody has the same things going on. And so just to kind of connect our community a little bit more. That's exactly right. I, I think we say it in every presentation we give that you are not alone. And so, you know, hopefully we're providing a real service and some amazing resources that help this profession in general. But even if we can just help SLPs know that they have the support and um, that we've all been there and that, you know, that this that we're not perfect, we don't know everything. Um, then I hope that will help you know somebody in some way. So we are going. We have a couple of topics that we've already mapped out several weeks of things that we want to do. But also let us know if there's something that you want us to talk about. But a couple of the, of the things coming up is our what do you even want to call it? I'm going into our struggles with weight loss and weight gain and all of that yo-yo that comes from, I think for us particularly, it was that balancing of trying to do business and working full-time in the schools and kind of having that that focus on our self-care went to the wayside. Yeah. It went everywhere else. Yeah. We are not going to just be talking about speech-related issues. We will talk about um, personal things and, and motherhood and balance and on a startup journey. And so, yeah, there's a lot that's going to be going um, into this podcast. But one thing I did want to say too is, is we always knew we were going to, if we were going to do this, we were going to do it without the filter. And we were just going to say how we really felt. Um, and that's hard because again, this profession, I mean, obviously we've got ethics and standards and um, we need to be professional at all times. But we're still people. But we are people. And we have opinions and that's okay. Right. And it's okay if we remove the stick from this profession's ass a little bit. Can I say that? Yes. Okay. That might be the most mild Because you know use. why? You're in America. <laughs> that's right. We can say what we want to say. That's right. That's exactly right. <laughs> So we are going to be honest and we are going to be real. But what this podcast will not be is a bitch sesh or like negativity and complaining. But that's the worst anyways. I think of whether it be people that I've worked with in the past or sometimes some of the online communities, it just is like a total bitch fest. And so I scroll through that and I just completely tune out because, you know, there are lots of problems that we have, whether it be personally or professionally as SLPs. But, you know, really, it should be about if you need to vent, that's cool. But then keep it focused on what can you change? What can't you change? What are the solutions? Because if, if you just get sucked up into the negativity, you'll just spiral. And that's not cool. It's exactly right. And I I agree. I mean, it's all about focus. Like, you know, your reality is what you choose to focus on. And so, you know, I hope that we can make sure that this stays really, really positive. And and I love what your supervisor had said to you a long time ago about um, don't come to me with a problem unless you have a solution. Right. And I think we live by that. You know, that idea of I think we understand the struggles um, and that's our we're always looking to find solutions to those. And so hopefully that's that's what we'll do here, too. But it will also hopefully be very entertaining um, and we'll show a lot of our personality and have some cool guests on. Yes, I think we need to rope in all of our friends and people that are maybe one sided friends like, I don't know, like Michelle Garcia winner. 
because in my head, <laughs> her best friends. Let's just go straight she to the doesn't, top. She doesn't know that yet. But, you know, I have seen her speak. Yeah. So doesn't that make us best You've friends? in the same room. Yeah, I was in the same room, like, you four times You did get a with picture her. with her at Ash in Arizona a couple years ago. I did. Yeah, very a much moment. a highlight of the convention. That that's amazing. The Trump rally was going on. Then do you yeah, remember that right. was before he was elected? Yeah, that's funny. You went to Michelle Garcia winner because I was literally thinking like, if we can con our friends into this, we accomplish something. And you're like, <laughs> hell no, we're gonna get like some top dogs. Well, in friends, here. it's like a done deal. We need yeah, to aim higher in. too. Yeah, but it's true. Like I think we should get. You know, I want to talk about evidence based practice um, and some some of the, you know. Things that we should be thinking about and talking about might not always be doing. So we got to get like Meredith Harold in the confessional. I think she's got great insight in that. Um, I think of like stress busters. We could get Ellen DeGeneres. Yeah. Okay. She, she would come. Right. I, I don't think that's no. going to happen. No. No, um, but I think even some of those things like for real, for real. I love Ann Page and her take on AAC because sometimes those things that we don't feel experts in, we just completely avoid out of fear. And oh, so guilty. if we could maybe get her to come and talk yeah. a little bit about that. Yeah. I think it's going to be so fun. I cannot wait to get people in here um, that just start spilling all of their dirty secrets. All right. So let's do this. Yep. It's going to be amazing. So we hope you'll join us. I think this is going to be a really fun ride. Um, and you never know what we're confessing next. Very true. Do we have a jingle? True confession with Tool and Kid. True confession. Because we don't give a shh. Peace out, guys. Bye.